Season 2, Episode 15 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast, brought to you by Mugshots Grill and Bar, Katie Cake and Company, Pearl River Community College, Bank Plus, Advantage Insurance Company, Herring Ford, located at 820 Memorial Boulevard, Picayune, Mississippi, and Picayune Physical Therapy Center. It's Championship Week for high school football, and we break down each matchup and teams as they look to grab the golden prize this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Welcome to another edition of Talking Ball, y'all's podcast, and I'm Clay Sweet. Across the table, as always, Jeff Lassette, and it's Championship Week at The Rock. Southern Miss uh, going to host the championship for 6A through 1A state championships for the state of Mississippi, and we're fired up uh, to talk those championships. We're maybe a little amped up, a, a touch above, because we get to call one of them as we'll follow the Popperville Hornets and be able to call their state for uh, a championship ball game on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. But we'll touch on all of those ball games in our roundtable tonight. And that's what tonight's episode will consist of, is us touching on the games. And we've got sound uh, from coaches, uh, from teachers, from uh, a bunch of different players. We actually got sound from the 6A all the way through the 2A uh, from coaches or somebody involved in those games. So we're excited about this episode, and I'm going to let Jeff steer us through the roundtable that hits on these matchups. Yep, Clay, and to uh, get things started, we're going to start with the 1A state championship game. It will be Simmons versus Nanawai. Uh Simmons took care of Smithville for the North State Championship 20-6, to and Nanawai took care of East Marion 20-8 to to get there. So uh, gets everything uh, kicked off with the 1A State Championship, and they will play Friday at 3 p.m. Uh, there at the Rock. So the 1A State Championship game, Simmons and Nanawai uh, plays Friday once again at 3 p.m. Uh, 2A State Championship game, it's going to be – Taylorsville representing the South and Scott Central representing the North. Taylorsville beats Bay Springs 15-8 in the South State Championship game. And Scott Central beat Calhoun City 27-0 for the North State Championship game. So uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock, the 2A State Championship game, Taylorsville and Scott Central. So uh, a big game right there. Saturday follows uh you know, following right in line with the, everything else going on at the Rock, all the festivities, Taylorsville and Scott Central. Yep, and when you look at Taylorsville, uh, certainly has been dominant. They won a state championship just a year ago. Ty Keys, their quarterback, he's Mr. 4A, uh, excuse me, Mr. 2A, uh, just as a sophomore, their quarterback, an outstanding football player, went down with an injury leading in to this ball game. He won't be able to compete. They are in that state championship ball game, and we will hear now uh, head coach, first-year head coach Mitch Evans tell us about his club and also some more about that injury for a star quarterback. Taylorsville head coach Mitch Evans, the 14-0 Taylorsville uh, head coach, and coach, a pretty good year to get started there in your head coaching career, huh? Yes, sir. We've, we've, we've had a pretty good run so far. And, Coach, you um, – trying to defend a state title that uh, that 2017 won. And I say defend, I guess that's not really the case. Trying to go back-to-back is probably a better way to uh, put yeah, sure. that. But uh, going to have to adjust your star quarterback injured and uh, 
He does a lot for y'all, but y'all are a talented group. How do you kind of adjust to that injury, Coach? Well, offensively, it's a big hit for us, of course. You know, anytime any any team loses their top offensive player or top defensive player, you know it's a big adjustment. And this time of the year, it's it's tough when you're playing the best team you've played all year. Uh, actually, my son, ninth grader, will be stepping in to play quarterback. Uh, he kind of got thrown in the fire last week because Ty got hurt in the second quarter. He helped finish the game for us, and I think with a, a week of preparation, he'll be okay. Uh, take care of the ball and let our defense keep us in the game. Coach, you say a week of preparation. Is that is he going to get to sleep any this week, or does he just have huddle like plugged straight into his brain some kind of way there in the household? Well, I give him a little break every now and then, but, yeah, I've been on him ever since <laughs> Saturday morning pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man. That's an interesting uh, twist there. Uh, Coach, how much does it help that you're going to bring a group in that's used to winning, they're used to this stage? How much does that help you as a coach as you prepare? Uh, I really don't think that 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 is a big factor in this game. I mean, you got two good teams going at it. You know, any team can beat any team any given day. And when it's one one game like this, it's, I don't really think that's an advantage at all. I think, you know, that team over there is 14-1. They're a really, really good team. I mean, they sound on defense. I mean, they gave up less points than anybody in the state. I think they're first or we're second. And they score a bunch of points. I mean, it's just a big game. I think I think you really don't get an advantage that way. You know, Coach, and you had mentioned uh, talking about your opponent right there, and you'll be facing uh, Scott Central uh, Saturday at three o'clock. Just some uh, you you're talking about giving up the points, but I know y'all watch film. You just mentioned you know getting your getting your son, a ninth grader, getting ready for Saturday. Uh, some things that you've seen on film that Scott Central's gonna do, or uh, and some things that your ball club that you're gonna maybe have to look at this week, uh, preparing for that game to, as y'all get ready for Saturday. Well, defensively, as we said, they got one of the best linebackers in the state. Uh, he's number eight. I can't remember his name. I'm not going to name them numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's number eight. He's a Mike linebacker. I know he's made a ton of tackles this year and last year. I think he's playing in the, in the All-Star game. Uh, they got a defensive tackle, O-lineman guy. He's playing in the Miss Idol game. I mean, they got players everywhere. I think we're going to adjust to their physicality. I mean, because they're going to be one of the most physical teams we've played all year. Uh, on the back end, they run real well. Uh, they like I said, they're well coached. They got a good scheme. It's going to be a challenge for us on both sides of the ball. Coach, when you look at it being in Hattiesburg, there on the campus of Southern Miss, there at the Rock, the turf, the environment, any of that uh, play into kind of what y'all get ready for uh, this week, or or is that something that you you don't spend much time on? Well, actually, last year we went down and practiced at Southern to get ready to go to Ole Miss and play in that big stadium, just trying to, you know, get your depth perception, that type of stuff. And uh, we did that last year. And this year we're going to go over to Petal High School and practice tomorrow and Wednesday. We're going to get, you know, kind of affiliated with that turf and how it plays and that type of deal because most of these kids haven't played a game on turf, you know. Yeah. Coach, man, we know you've got a thousand things to do, and then we know that the state, and and I know it's a, a special day for you and the kids, but I know that's a lot to ask on the Monday of championship week. We certainly appreciate uh, your time joining the podcast tonight. No problem, man. I appreciate y'all. 
Now when we look out, uh, Jeff, the 3A ball game. Yep, 3A state championship uh, will be Seminary versus Water Valley. And they get the whole festivities of the weekend. Clay kicked off Friday morning at 11 o'clock. Seminary and Water Valley for the 3A state championship. Seminary defeated uh, Jeff Davis County 15-9 to uh, this past Friday night for the South State Championship, and Water Valley defeated North Panola 42-28 to for the North State. Uh, so it should be a good ball game to get everything kicked off uh, this weekend, Seminary and Water Valley. Yep, that 11 a.m. start on Friday, as you've described, and we had a chance to visit with Seminary's head coach, Coach Brian Riles. Coach Riles, we appreciate uh, you taking precious time with us. We know today's been a busy day, but it's a special time of year, and so all you coaches become ultra popular when y'all make this uh, ball game. Uh, just talk to us about the day, Coach, and how special it is to be playing for a state championship. Well, I guess it all started last Friday night after the game, and we beat Jeff Davis County, and uh, Coach Mancuso is a good friend of mine, and been there and done this many times over his career. And uh, so I started asking him some information, you know, what do I need to be playing for? He said, well, it's going to be busy. But, uh, you know, and it has been uh, all weekend. Uh, today, spending a day in Jackson. But, uh, you know, just privileged and blessed to be around a bunch of great coaches and great players up there. Uh, you know, just glad that we still got a chance to play. I had to break out my coat and tie that I don't normally wear. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I said, I guess that's okay for this kind of occasion, you know. Coach, we follow Popperville where their radio uh, broadcast crew, so we actually got a chance to see your club at the end of August in a in a good ball game. Uh, Y'all played uh, Popperville socks off for a half there at your place, and so um, of course as broadcasters we read the press clippings. We knew about Pickering; we had seen him the year before, but y'all are more than just the uh, Nathan Pickering show and have played good football all year round. Him. Uh, tell us about your team, Coach. Well, I, I think we, yeah, I mean, Nathan's done a great job for us and getting a lot of publicity. But he's a very uh, humble kid, and, and he understands it's not all about him, and it takes everybody on the team to do their part. And, you know, and that's I think that's what makes us so good. Nobody is jealous of Nathan, and Nathan's not it feels like he's any better than anybody because uh, it takes all of us. And, you know, and, and early in the year, um, we had a, a – Makeshift offensive line, I guess, and if that makes sense, you know, we moved the guys around. I mean, they're still the same ones now. They weren't there, but at that time of the year, there was we had a brand new left tackle that was actually our manager last year, and now he's playing left tackle for us. And uh, our kid at right guard, he's uh, never played offensive line in his life. We moved him to up to right guard this year, so we had some new guys up there on the front that <clears throat> took some of them early games to kind of get figured out. You know, here we are with those kids playing in the state championships. So you just never know sometimes trying to get them in the right position. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. <laughs> Coach, glad, to be, glad to be here. Hopefully we got it figured out now. Coach, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but we actually called Popperville spring game, and I think when we were setting up for them versus Crestview, y'all were on the field before that. How much will that help you think that y'all had that spring game experience there at the Rock? Yeah, I mean, we had a great time down there. Uh, Teddy Dice invited us to come to that jamboree, and, you know, wasn't real sure about it at the time, but I said, well, you know, it'll be a neat experience to play USM in, in the big stadium and on the turf. So we decided to go with it, and then, you know, after we, we went out there and played Forest Hill and did really good in the spring game, 
you know, you started trying to motivate your kids, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same goals. And that, but you know, she said, look, we're kind of starting this year at the Rock, and that's where we plan to finish this year at the Rock. So, you know, I think that's kind of been one of our goals all year to get back there. Um, kids had a great time this spring, and you know, you never know when you when you set some of those goals, and a lot of times they don't always come through. But it, you know, this year it did, and gonna get back down there. And like I said, I don't know if it's an advantage or not, but um, you know, it is close to home. I think it gives us. Our fans, we should have a good fan base there. And um, like I said, just being out there before won't be a total shock being out on the big field and the big stadiums. You know, Coach, and you you mentioned the uh, the South State game against Jeff Davis and and beating uh, beating that ball club fifteen to nine and getting some uh, advice or some uh, some info from Coach Mancuso. And of course, you watched film Saturday, and I know y'all did film study Sunday. Kind of a hectic day today. With the media and all that, not really a, a full day, maybe not of, of football workouts, but some things that your eyes have seen uh, from Water Valley, who y'all will face in the state championship, the 3A state championship, Friday uh, at 11 o'clock. Some things that you've looked at and you've pointed your team out and, and your your coaching staff uh, as y'all get ready to face a, a tough Water Valley team. Well, from our side of it, we're going to we try to keep it as normal as we could. Once we got back today, we lifted weights and we went through film study and, and went out and did our uh, install and our normal stuff that we do on Monday. And that's what I tried to tell our team. We're treating it as a as a normal week as we can. Obviously, it's not totally normal, but, you know, try to keep everything the same as we can. And, uh, you know, excited, but we're just the next week, uh, you know, work on the schedule. And, um, you know, Water Valley, it's, it's different because you play all these teams in the South. And, and I've been doing it for, for a long time now and, and know a lot of coaches and know, a lot of the schools that we play, but, you know, and then you get to this point and you play in a team that you really don't know anything about. Um, I do know Coach Embry from being on the All-State Committee with him, but never really scouted him, never really paid much attention. And uh, he's done a heck of a job. Uh, he was telling me today that two years ago they were 2-9, and nine, hmm. you know, and he's took that team now to the state championship two years later. So, uh, you know, he does a great job, had a great staff. Uh, I think we're we're very similar. I don't think many people thought either one of us would be playing for the 3A state championship this year. So, you know, but uh, you know they they're very talented. Got two different quarterbacks. They played one's more of a run threat, one's more of a pass threat. Uh, you know, good running back, good receiver. You know, and play sound defense. And uh, you know, they shut down a very talented North Panola team that's got one of the best players in the state at quarterback, and they they pretty much handed it to them last Friday. So you know they're Definitely capable of giving us some problems, but you know, but we're going to be excited for the challenge and, and hopefully can get after a little bit Friday. Coach Riles, when you look at it, and I'll ask this question in a kind of a selfish way too, because Popperville catches the same slot uh, the following day. But the 11 a kickoff, 11 a.m. kickoff, does that concern you at all? Or I mean, obviously you're going to have to switch some things up. But as a coach, does it uh, bother you or concern you that 11 o'clock start? Well, I sat right beside Coach Beach at the uh, at the press conference today, and then we was sitting there, and we both have the, you know, we play 11 on Friday, he plays 11 on Saturday. We were kind of comparing some notes and some things and uh, just trying to figure out what's going to be the best and really don't know. It's kind of new for uh, for us, for sure. I know they, they did it a few years ago. Um, you know, and I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's going to be different. We're used to eating pregame meal with uh, chicken and mashed potatoes, and, <laughs> and now our pregame meal is going to be a sausage biscuit. So, uh, uh-huh. you know, it changes from everything from pregame meal to trying to get the kids 
up early and get moving. But, you know, I think at this point it's just everybody's so excited to have opportunity. And, and it'll be hectic and everything won't go totally smooth all the way through. But, you know, I told the kids we're going to just, you know, it's, we're happy to be here and we're going to make the best of it and enjoy every moment of it. Yeah, I was telling Jay earlier, I coached upward soccer, five- and six-year-old, and I figured out that the glazed donuts were better than the powdered donuts for my little soccer team to perform. I don't there think you he, there I don't think he yeah. wrote that one down, though, Coach. <laughs> I don't think that, that was part of the note-taking that he was doing today. Coach, yeah. we wish you luck, man, and we certainly appreciate uh, your time on a busy day. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Thank you, Coach. All right, have a good night. Now we look at uh, maybe I, I'm selfish in this regard, but I'll say it: the most important ball game of them all uh, to me, and that's the 4A matchup. Of course, we follow uh, the Popperville Hornets week in and week out. And Jeff, how does that one set up? Yep, uh, the 4A state championship, as uh, Clay just alluded to, will be Popperville Hornets uh, versus the Louisville uh, Ball Club from the north, and that will take place Saturday. At 11 a.m., they have the early ball game on Saturday, 11 a.m. Poplarville last Friday defeated the East Central Hornets and the Hornet Bowl Part Two, 33 to 17. And Louisville uh, defeated Greenwood in the North State Championship game, 17 to 14. So sets up a big matchup uh, when you talk about Poplarville and Louisville. And when you look at Louisville, uh, I'm pretty sure if you followed us podcast uh, week in week out, you know what ton about Popperville. Probably not as much about Louisville. They're 14 and 1, lost their first ball game against West Point and have just run over people since. Uh, this is a defense that at one point in the year was only late in the year was only given up uh, just north of 6 points a ball game. They are uh, really good. I mean, they're, that's why they're in this state title game. And they've won a lot of them in their history. Have won eight of these, have uh, the Louisville High School. And so this is they're no stranger to this game, no stranger to success. And also a neat uh, storyline, their head coach, M.C. Miller, uh, announced back in August that he was going to retire at the end of this year. So his team certainly trying to send him out on the right note. And we've, we've got a different type perspective uh, to this. We will visit with Robbie Donahue. He works for uh, the school district there. He works in their journalist department. He helps to put together some of their uh, hype videos. Uh, but the reason that I was kind of uh, wanted to get Robbie, he covered the news in, uh, in the area for many years. So he knows athletics. He knows what he's looking at. And I think he provides a good perspective. And we were able to visit with him now. We're fortunate enough to have a different set of eyes and different vantage point on the Louisville-Popperville matchup as we're joined now by Robbie Donahoe, a teacher there at Louisville. Many of our listeners or uh, followers of ours would know him from his former news career. And so, Robbie, we certainly appreciate the perspective that you'll add on this matchup. Guys, it's a pleasure to be here. It's it's always the, the best Friday and Saturday of the year getting high school football state championships, and also getting it down in your neck of the woods for the first time in a while, I know. Yeah, and that that's going to be a little interest. You know how many teams are coming on such short travel, Oak Grove, uh, West Jones, uh, Popperville, all making a short trip up to Hattiesburg from the South State Side Seminary uh, in that mix as well. So going to be interesting how that uh, kind of plays out and affects it as well. Tell us uh, – 
Robbie, about this Louisville, tell us about this Wildcat Club. Well, it's I've kind of been saying it for the past month or so that you know we Louisville's fourteen one the season. I guess I can say we we are weak. I'm a part of it now. But the Wildcats we are we are fourteen one. It's so weird, you know. I, I I was in news for seven years covering sports uh, around the Golden Triangle area near Columbus and Starkville, and I always had to say you know certain teams. I couldn't say we or people would infer that I was biased towards right. that. So yes, I can actually say we Louisville. We're fourteen and one, and there was a while where you, you know. We were beating up on teams pretty easily, but I still would kept, kept saying, you know, we haven't played our best football. And it was because, you know, whether it was injuries or just not coming out sharp in the first quarter. Uh, but, you know, our first, I guess, two to three playoff games, we played our best football of the season. And, you know, the old cliche, you always want to be peaking at the end of the season in football. That really came true. I mean, we dominated by Ahalia, uh, beat up on Clarksdale, and then, uh, crushed a really good Pontotoc team on their home field 56 to 7 which was kind of the the cherry on top of our start to the playoffs until we ran into uh Greenwood last week in a tough game but uh, and we're a multifaceted team you know we 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 have the ability to pass uh we can run it on the ground we have a, probably what I call is the best defense that you're going to see in class 4A this year with uh a Mississippi State commit and an Ole Miss commit and a really good secondary so we don't. I mean, I'm I'm biased, but we don't have too many weaknesses on either side of the ball. And when you look at this, Robbie, this kind of talent, this kind of year being put together, and then the final year for legendary coach MC Miller and uh, the guys trying to, I would imagine, send him out on the right note. Yeah, they they want to win a state championship for him. You know, Louisville has won eight state titles, and he was part of that 2013 one and was the defensive coordinator uh, in the early to mid-90s for a couple as well. And they want to send him out with a gold ball with the state championship. So not only do they, you know, they want to be able to, you know, win a state championship and, and win the school's ninth state title, you know, they they have a little bit more motivation in doing it for Coach Miller, who's, who's going to be coaching his last game on the sidelines for the Wildcats coming up this Saturday. So it's... It's definitely it's. There's plenty of motivation, not just to, you know, win that state title, but to do it for Coach Miller would mean a lot for this program. It would mean a lot for the town as well because he's, you know, he's a Louisville guy. He was born and raised in Louisville. Went to a, a small school outside of Louisville in the area uh, way back in the day. So, uh, it, it definitely would mean a lot to him and the community to to get that state championship. You know, and Robbie, as you mentioned, some of the teams y'all had <clears throat> faced and beat up on that as. As you can tell by the scores coming into the playoffs, uh, what what is getting, what is the coaching staff in your mind doing right now, getting ready for this week of prep as they come to uh, to face a Popperville team who has actually also been doing almost the same thing on the South perspective and kind of beating up on people here in in the in the playoffs, winning big and, and some unheard numbers, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's pretty similar how you know both teams are this season. Like Poplarville ran through their division, has been unstoppable in the playoffs, and beat as you guys know probably what I consider to be maybe the second best or if not the best team in four A last week in East Central and did it pretty handily and pretty impressively. So we're not taking Poplarville lightly by any means whatsoever, despite what our record and what our scoreline may be. I mean, this is. Poplar is a very good football team, especially offensively with kind of talent. They have a quarterback, running back. So, what we've been, what they've been doing, we've been watching a lot of film, making sure they're they're prepared for this kind of a game because they know they got their hands full, especially offensively. And I know 
uh, the defense definitely wants to prove a point because, you know, last week we gave up 14 points defensively, but none of them were defensively. They were all defensive touchdowns for Greenwood. So I think they really want to be able to, you know, try to keep this uh, very high-powered offense in Poplarville, try to keep them low-scoring uh, to be able to get the win on Saturday. And, Robbie, when you look at that defense that you've described now a couple times, I think at one point late in the year they were only averaging giving up uh, just north of like six points a game. And so uh, pretty stingy. And they'll take it away from you as well. Is that correct? Yeah. There was the first quarter of that Pontotoc game, Charles Moore, who's our Mississippi State commit, uh, he's a defensive lineman. Uh, He'll he'll play – I mean, he'll – line up right up on the center. Sometimes he'll line up for two technique, three technique. I mean, he'll, he'll do a little bit of everything inside the tackle box, but he had two interceptions in the first quarter, one of which he returned for a touchdown. So mm. that should just tell you just about everything you need to know about this defense. <laughs> it's an opportunistic defense that can force turnovers and make plays. Uh, but they are, I mean, we are really tough inside the tackle box. And, and even when teams kind of think that, okay, we can't run on these guys, we kind of got to throw. We've got a pretty stingy secondary as well. So, again, not too many weaknesses on this defense, which is what just what makes this team so special. I mean, there was a point at the beginning of the year where we were transitioning our backup quarterback because our starting quarterback got hurt first week of the year. So our defense kind of had to get us through a couple games to start the season when we were transitioning a new quarterback. Well, that starting quarterback's now back for us, and the defense is just it's, – it's as if they never left and they continue to put up big – big plays and big moments and we've only allowed one offensive touchdown in the playoffs this year so it's been it's been pretty fun pretty impressive to watch and for Robbie and when you look at it and just uh from a broadcaster's perspective I try to watch as as much as I can one of the things that jump out is the size of y'all's quarterback that's a big youngin back there in the shotgun formation (laughs) it certainly is yeah that's Deontay Yarbrough I've started calling him the D-train because he is a load I mean that dude can He's got a cannon for an arm. He can beat you up inside the tackle box. I mean, we, we as you know, we ordered a ton of rain around the area last week, and our, our field is basically a mud pit. We were gathering two of every animal on Friday because <laughs> it just came down in buckets. Uh, but we had to really depend on Deontay Yarbrough, 6'4", 230 quarterback, mm. to be able to pretty much run quarterback draws most of the night because it was kind of hard to run either read options or handoff plays or pitches or sweeps or any of that because – you just couldn't get a grip on the ball, or it was just too muddy. So he's the kind of guy that if, if we get in a pinch, you know, we may turn to him in short yarded situations to try to pick up a yard or two in, inside, like third and one or third and two plays. But uh, we've we've been known to throw some interesting plays here and there. Just when you think you know we're gonna, you know, turn our big bruising quarterback on you, uh, we find a way to to catch you off guard maybe with some play action as well. So it's. It's a multifaceted offense that'll keep together. You know, Robbie, and this is something that me and uh, Clay here was talking earlier today, and also another uh, friend of ours that does broadcast with us, Jason Baker, was kind of talking about the travel for Louisville coming down. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They're not. Are they coming to stay Friday night, or are they coming oh, in sir. Saturday morning? We will be coming down Friday night. I don't know what time we're coming down Friday. We we would like to come down at a decent time on Friday because that that 3 p.m. 1A state championship game, uh, one of the teams that's playing is near Wyo, the Warriors, and that's actually that's a school 15 minutes to the south of us in Winston County, and they are in our school district. So we'd love to try to get down there and cheer them on to try to beat Simmons in that 1A state title game. So we're, we're hoping that we can get down there at a decent time on Friday, but 
if there's one thing, I know the travel time obviously has been a, a big talking point for the North teams, but if there's one thing that's gonna that you'll be surprised by more than likely is how many Wildcat fans are gonna make the trip because this is this is a big deal and we travel well for big games. That's it, for sure. Yeah, and that was good. That was gonna be my my question with the team. Uh, either coming down, you know, Friday night or coming in Saturday with that eleven o'clock kickoff with the travel time. You know, how would that affect? Yeah. You know, how would that affect the team if they were coming in early? Because I know it had to get up early, ride down on the bus, and just uh, I, that was that was the question I was leading to. What kind of effect that would have on the team uh, coming in? You know, Friday night or Saturday morning? Yeah, it's a good question because you know we haven't played. I mean, we played all of our games at seven p.m. this year. None of these games have been early afternoon, so I think. That's definitely going to be it's something that the coaches will definitely talk about because you know that we're used to 11 a.m. kickoff times with college football, but nothing like that with high school football. Now, in terms of travel time, I don't foresee that being an issue. You know, our first game of the year, we traveled down to Navarre, Florida, which is about a five and a half hour road trip to school school to play our first game. So, the kids are used to making long road trips for a football game, but yeah, that early morning start's definitely going to play in the minds of these kids. But if there's one thing with this Louisville team. <laughs> They're still going to have energy. They're still going to be laughing. They're still going to be dancing, joking, smiling, having a good time, no matter what time today is. Uh, they're going to be ready to play some football, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, we look forward uh, to Saturday with that 11 o'clock start. I've joked that we've gotten the Jefferson Pilot start, and maybe we could reach out to Golden <laughs> Flake for our pregame sponsor, but uh, we'll keep like working it. those angles. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, who, who all remembers the, you know, the 11 a.m. J.P. Sports those are all legendary games that we all remember and just love so dearly back in the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Robbie, man, we know that you're busy, but we certainly appreciate your time this evening. Guys, always a pleasure. Enjoy the games this Friday and Saturday, and hope I'll see you down. Thank you, Robbie. That's from the Wildcats uh, perspective. And from the green and gold uh, perspective, Jeff, just looking back, a big win in the Hornet Bowl Part 2 last week. Over in Hurley, Popperville played great. Uh, let's look at the particulars from that ball game. Yeah, just uh, some things. Uh, the final score, 33-17, uh, Popperville beats the East Central Hornets. And uh, kind of a, a crazy night to begin with. Wind blowing, kind of cool. Uh, then it started raining a little bit, which, uh, you know, some of the Popperville coaches was talking about let it rain. They, they wanted it to rain uh, more. Uh, but it didn't. But uh, ball game got off to a funny start with East Central coming out uh, doing some things a little different that Popperville uh, hasn't seen on film and, and things that East Central hasn't done all year. Kind of uh, a different type of formation, but uh, good adjustments and good good everything by the Popperville uh, Hornet coaching staff and players getting around that and uh, was able to get uh, the junior running back chase years going early uh as like they have been in the playoffs so far uh this year but Popperville wins that one uh, in a big uh big fashion 33-17 yep chase the junior uh tailback that you mentioned carried it six times i believe it was over the 170 yard mark had two touchdown runs called a 40 yard touchdown pass barnes antonio i believe he only threw it three times but two of those were touchdown uh completions um High school setup on a Friday night over in Hurley. The two Hornet Bowls, if nothing else, the environment is what high school football is all about. Uh, a year ago up in Popperville and then this year in Hurley, as fine an atmosphere as this you can find 
uh, for a Friday night. People, as far as you can see, tailgating started early in both spots and uh, just a fine environment. And I tip my hat uh, to East Central. They did a great, great job of hosting a very accommodating and um, they held the title South State last year. Popperville goes back and gets it as they held it the year before. So now Popperville has won South State championships two of the last three years. And, of course, that means they've played in the state championship ball game two of the last three years. Certainly a, a huge accomplishment for head coach Jay Beach and his staff. Coach Beach now 55-12 and 12 in just his fifth season at Popperville has done a remarkable job, has surrounded himself with remarkable people on that staff, and we were able to visit with head coach Jay Beach. Coach Beach, man, awesome to be visiting with you tonight as it's championship week and coming off a big victory against the East Central and the South State championship game, the Hornet Bowl, and uh, 33-17. to 17. We want to look forward to the state championship, but I want to kind of talk about that one first, if we could, a big win this past Friday night over in Hurley. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great to be one and one in the Hornet Bowl, I tell you. But they got us first year, and we was fortunate enough to, to win this year. And it was a, a great rivalry. And it looks like it's coming to an end, but uh, a great opponent. And we had to play our hardest and our best, and we were able to come out with a victory. Coach, when you look at that game, um, Really kind of a wrinkle, and I just want you to give you a chance to kind of credit your defensive staff and, and the time that they must have spent in looking at a, a heavy rush offense and then across the way Seth Smith throws uh, a different wrinkle, a different look, but your staff was able to adjust uh, quickly to it and the way that defense played again on Friday night. Yeah, they came out and then and, uh, had a good little little scheme there and uh, and some spread, and some rub routes, and some picks, and some sweeps. Good, uh, you know, it was a good job on their part. It took us a little while to get adjusted, especially with them using different personnel that we hadn't seen all year. We hadn't seen them use Avery White uh, at corner or anything like that on offense. So, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a it was a challenge for us. But we got a great defense and uh, got some smart kids and know how to adjust within our system and coach story. His guys over there did a good job of adjusting to it. Um, you know, uh, and after you know, we just played good, played good football, and and um, I was happy for those guys. And coach, now we'll go back to your side of the football. I mean, I know you're the head coach, but what kind of pride did you take that defense for East Central? I believe they were giving up only like eight points on average coming into that, and you're the offensive line guy. And y'all were able to put helmet on helmet and open up enough space for uh, Barnes to be able to throw for two touchdowns and then uh, junior Chase Shears breaking off two long touchdown runs. How proud were you of your offensive unit, in particular that offensive line? I was extremely proud of them. Uh, I thought we put together a pretty good plan for them. But then, you know, that, that's on paper. And you got to go out and do it on the field against some guys that are coming after you 100 miles an hour. And uh, I thought our kids did a good job. And I thought we were a physical, and I thought we were sharp in execution. And, uh, and and those guys got a lot of experience. And, you know, I just think we got a good football team. We got a good offensive football team and a good defensive football team. And 
and all it all come together. You know, and Jay, as as we look ahead to this coming up uh, state championship game this Saturday. Two years ago, the Popperville Hornet team traveled to Startville and played, and come up on the wrong side of the of the of the scoreboard for that game. But how is making the trip to that first state championship, and then having your ball club in big games like this, winning South State, playing in South State games in front of a lot of people, a lot of crowds? How how has all that come? Uh, to prepare this Poplarville Hornet team that you're coaching right now, getting ready to roll into the Rock at Hattiesburg Saturday to face Louisville. Yeah, I think uh, our guys are a lot more prepared this year to go into that environment and win a game than we were two years ago, just based off experience. So um, you know, played two two bad quarters that that game. We'll come out the second half played pretty well, so maybe we'll those two quarters. You know, that won't happen to us again. Coach, he asked you about the players. I'll ask about the staff. How much did you and your staff kind of learn leading up to this ball game that uh, those two years ago? Yeah, we learned a lot about it. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, coaches learn every year too. And we get more experience ourselves. You know, it's not just kids learning. It's coaches learning. And um, So we'll, we'll be able to take some things from what we learned from – two years ago and hopefully be better prepared for this year coach when you look at it uh we've looked ahead this will be my uh, final question i know you've got plenty to do we forgot to thank you so much for your time man on this busy week we certainly i hope you know how much we appreciate you but we do oh, appreciate yeah. your time um Lewis, we're just looking at them on tape. Uh, they've given me a little baby ulcer in my stomach already uh, this week just as I'm prepared for them some on Sunday afternoon for Saturday's call. But uh, what jumps out at you, Jay, when you when you look at this Wildcat club? Well, they're, um, they're similar to East Central in the fact that uh, they're defense. I think they really feed off their defensive play. I think they force so many turnovers. And put the opposing offense in, in such bad situations, and uh, and their defense scores too. I, mean, I think they're, every game I've watched them, they've had a defensive score, mm-hmm. uh, pick six, block punt, mm-hmm. interception returns, I and mean, then fumble returns. It's just uh, so I think if uh, if we can eliminate that from them, do not let you know not let their defense score and. and and, and create big turnovers, I think we'll be in a pretty good shape. Coach, man, we know you've got a thousand things to do. We certainly appreciate your time tonight, Jay, and we look forward to visiting with you some more this week and then seeing you Saturday morning, man, in the Rock. We appreciate uh, the journey you've brought us on this year. Thank you, Clay. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Night, Coach. See you Saturday. There's Coach Beach's uh, perspective on that Saturday kickoff. That's an 11 a.m. Uh, kickoff, Jeff, and you, me, and Jason Baker will have the call. Where can listeners find us for that? Yep, they can uh, listen uh, to com or the WRJW app. And also this Saturday, uh, people that can uh, pick up the radio station, WRJW 1320 AM, uh, the ball game will be on the radio station there. So, WRJWradio.com, all the other media outlets that you can find for WRJW. 
uh, download the app and uh, and give us a listen. We'll be calling that ball game kickoff at 11 o'clock. Yep, and can't wait. Uh, super excited about calling that one. And then the people from West Jones, super excited about this 5A uh, matchup. The Mustangs get a chance to win a state championship for head coach Scott Pearson. Uh, coach Pearson's been at this 17 years there for the Mustangs, has uh, set a high level there and gets a chance to win a state championship in his own backyard, uh, so to speak. And that's going to be a fun matchup in the 5A, Jeff. Yep, it really will be. Uh, West Jones uh, will will face West Point. It kind of caps off the, the weekend. Uh, Saturday at 7 o'clock will be that kickoff. Uh, West Point defeated Olive Branch 35-0 to in the North State Championship game. And then West Jones – traveled south and played Picayune and beat Picayune 21 to 13 for the South State Championship. Sets up a, a, a good matchup. All the eyes have been on West Point up in the north uh, side of the state, but the Mustangs come in 21 miles from home. They play at the Rock uh, 7 o'clock this Saturday night for the uh, 5A state championship, West Point and West Jones. Yeah, and when you look at West Point, that's a team that's won back-to-back uh, 5A state titles, so they're looking to make it three years in a row, but the Mustangs have them coming uh, right into their place. And we got a chance to visit with head coach from West Jones, Scott Pearson, and hear his thoughts on that matchup. We're fortunate enough to have West Jones head coach Scott Pearson. And coach, uh, we hope that you're not sick of the media. We know Monday y'all had obligations earlier. Um, to kind of visit and do y'all's press conference. Tell us about the day, man. How special was that for you, Coach? The day was real special. Just to have the opportunity to take three of your ball players that have made a difference in your program over the last four years and also played at a high level to have them to get around people and see other successful programs and also get a chance to talk to the media and, and reflect on their year. It, it was special. and it was, it was fun to get to interact with a lot of the coaches that I've been fortunate enough to you know, coach with on Mississippi, Alabama all-star teams and North-South all-star teams. So it, it was a great day, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, too, to be honest with you. Coach, uh, the reason you got to do that today, of course, a big win on the road at Picayune uh, last Friday night. And kind of the same formula, Coach, your defense uh, keeps performing at a very high level. Just, if you would, uh, talk to us about last Friday night's win. Well, I think it, I think you're right. I think it was strength against strength. But Picayune's is going to be a downhill run-the-ball team, which we talked about last week. And our strength is our front seven. And I think as the year's gone on, I think they're starting to get the recognition that probably they deserve. And also, I mean, well, we're good there also because we got good players. I think schematics is good for us. But, I mean, you got Byron Young who's going to Alabama. He's a good player. you got Damian Cunningham who plays defensive tackle on the other side. And we play Picayune. He had 18-and-a-half tackles because they were running away from 47 Byron Young. So he had an unbelievable mm-hmm. game. And, and we got two defensive ends that play real well for us. So uh, we're fortunate to have good players right there. And it's been, as far as we're concerned, it's been a good matchup for us. Now, Picayune, on the other hand, their offensive line is probably as good as we face. But it was just a situation where we were able to bottle up their uh, their running backs early. And then we were able to extend some drives to keep them from playing with the ball for a while. You know, and coach, and Clay took you back 
uh, to last week. I'm going to take you to this Saturday. You was talking about the press conference and stuff today. Of course, you are in the 5A state championship facing West Point. A very tough ball club coming out of the north. Uh, but, Coach, talk a little bit about um, your your prep and getting your team's mindset right. You capped the weekend off Saturday night at 7 o'clock for the 5A state championship. So, you're playing your regular ball ball time that you play on every Friday. It's just move one day till Saturday. So, talk about your prep time and getting these kids on that routine uh, like you have been doing each and every uh, Friday night this season. Sure, and we address that. We bring our kids in on Sunday, every Sunday, to watch the film to get closure on the following previous week. So when we arrive on Monday, we're not still talking about Friday's game, and we've been doing that ever since I've been here. So our kids come in on Sunday, and we watch the film and evaluate ourselves and grade ourselves and, and you know, basically fix what we felt like we could have done better the previous week. And then we bring them in on Monday, and all week starts. And it, our work weeks are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday's a walkthrough, and we play on Friday. Well, what we did this week, simply because I talked to some coaches that have played on Saturday, we didn't want to go a hard work week Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then do a walkthrough on Thursday and a walkthrough on Friday and then play all the way Friday, which gives you almost 72 hours of no work. So today, basically, what we did is we went through a set and recognition and, and basically an introduction as far as what we're going to do offensively and defensively and probably about an hour and 20-minute walkthrough. Not literally a walkthrough, but kind of a low-scale, uh, low high rep, low performance kind of thing. And then our work week will be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then a walkthrough on Friday. And I just got off the phone with Principal, and I think Friday morning, you know, they're going to do a pep rally like they always do it after the pep rally. We're going to put our team on the bus. We're going to go down there and watch seminary play at 11 o'clock on Friday just so our kids can experience it Mm -hmm. and kind of see what it's all about the day before so we're not in all of it when we walk out there the following day. Now, have if we were West Point and we go every year, we wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> but uh, we're not West Point, so we've got to get our kids acclimated to the whole environment beforehand. I heard your uh, press conference today, Coach, where you made reference to getting some uh, dressing uh, tips there from your West Point colleague, huh? Correct, and, and we go way back. We've known each other for about 15 years. We coached on an all-star team together. Yeah, he got a good kick out of that, and I did too, to be honest with you. And, Coach, we'll look right there. What I mean, of course, West Point, they're, they're similar in Picayune that they're not really looking to fool you offensively. What do you see on them that you've studied so far on tape? Well, they are a downhill team like Picayune. The only difference is, is, is they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to put a quarterback under center. They're going to ha- snap it right to the guy running the ball, almost like the old Notre Dame box, to be honest with you, where they're going to have guys up there, so it's going to end up overloading to one side and they're trying to get one more guy at the point of attack than you have and then the young man that's running the ball is real shifty and hard to find uh but the biggest difference between picking you and them to be honest with you is, is just the picking you did it hard coached hard nosed get after you and and west point does it the same way but they might have a little bit more speed on the field than maybe what picking you was playing with Coach, you've done this for uh, quite a while at, at such a high level. Uh, you're going to get to this game, and you're going to do it in your own backyard. Could it have worked out any better? I, I think that's something that we're all excited about. I, I, people use the word excited a lot, but I, I think it, it's the perfect storm for us as far as the, the amount of people that are going to show up. I think we would have brought a big crowd anywhere we went. But, I mean, it's not too inconvenient to get on 59 and go 25 miles south and then 
park and walk in a stadium where there's going to be plenty of seating. So I, I look for us to bring a boatload of people down there supporting West Jones. Coach, we know you got a thousand things to be doing. We appreciate uh, you taking some time for the podcast tonight, and best of luck on Saturday night. Thank you, and I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you, Coach. That was Coach Pearson with the West Jones Mustangs, and moving up the ladder to the 6A ranks. You talk about being in the backyard. Oak Grove <laughs> got it even closer as uh, Oak Grove will play host uh, to Horn Lake, a, a super quality team, which you will hear in just a minute from uh, offensive coordinator Russell Mitchell about just how good this Horn Lake uh, team is. They come in undefeated. But what an opportunity for Oak Grove, Jeff, if they punched their ticket last Friday night against Brandon to be in this state title ball game. Yep, uh, Oak Grove uh, took care of business. They uh, played Brandon in the South State Championship game. Brandon uh, took had the advantage of them earlier in the year in the regular season, kind of got the better of Oak Grove, but Oak Grove returned the favor in the South State Championship, uh, beat, defeating Brandon 21-10, to and then Horn Lake on the north for the North State uh, Championship defeated Madison Central 16-7, to and it sets up this uh, 6A matchup Friday at 7 o'clock, Horn Lake and Oak Grove. And people listening to the podcast, we're going up early to stay the night before. Of course, we have the 11 o'clock uh, call on Saturday, but a lot of eyes, a lot of scouts, a lot of talent, a lot of colleges is going to be there watching uh, that sits a ball club or ball game seven o'clock Friday night with Horn Lake and Oak Grove. Yeah, and and you said it, Jeff. Uh, over these days, Friday and Saturday, they will be a ton of Division One uh, talent running around there at the Rock, but particularly in that ball game, as you will get a chance to now hear from offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Oak Grove, Russell Mitchell. He kind of describes that front for Horn Lake and also talks about his Warriors club. Let's hear from Russell Mitchell. Visiting with a friend of mine and the podcast, Russell Mitchell, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach up at Oak Grove for the Oak Grove Warriors. And Russell, always good to be visiting with you, but especially on state championship week. That means we still got something to talk about, and y'all accomplished that with a big win against Brandon last week. Tell us about that win last Friday night. Man, it was uh, it was a good one. You know, uh, we went on the road, and weather was bad, and playing a team that had already beat us in the regular season, and uh, it was slow going at first i'll be honest with you the rain was coming down hard pre-game and it rained a little bit on and off in the first half and uh zero to zero our defense is doing a great job um we moved the ball here and there and we, we were doing a good job of keeping the field flip but couldn't break through and score any points uh we scored with one second to go in the first half to make it seven nothing uh they come out the third quarter and score 10 unanswered and then um, our O-line kept plugging and uh, defense was playing really hard and keeping us in it and we ended up scoring two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win 21-10 to 10. so just real grateful and um, happy to come out there with a, with a victory and a chance to, for these kids to experience uh, what it is to go play for a state championship so Russell, when you've got conditions uh, like that, I mean I know it's always good to have Plumley back there 
But when you have conditions like that and wet field, wet football, how much can you just kind of rely on his athletic ability and not have to get too outside of yourself when you're calling plays when you've got a kid like that at quarterback? Yeah, well, he, he did a great job for us as always. And, um, we had a running back that went for over 100 yards, and our line got it done up front. And, uh, but, but our defense is really what, what stood out. Uh, they made a couple of big plays, but I think they had three first first downs in the first half. Wow. So um, our defense really, really came to play and um, had it off to them. You know, if it would, wouldn't have been for them, that the game wouldn't have turned out like it did. Russell, let's talk. Uh, let's talk championship, man. You get to play there in Hattiesburg. I guess the, about as good as things could have worked out for Oak Grove with Hattiesburg hosting this year there at Southern Miss. Uh, short trip over. Y'all's prep this week and getting ready for what should be an awesome environment uh, as Horn Lake comes to town. Yeah, we've got a home field advantage for sure. We're about four and a half hours closer than they are. So, <laughs> um, but I tell you what, going, uh, we were excited. You know, obviously thrilled to, to to win the South State Championship and wake up Saturday morning and turn the film on. And mm. man, we're playing a good team. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're uh, they're pretty stout. It'll be by far the best defense that we faced all year. They've got players all over the field. They they're 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 going to present a big time challenge for us, but we're excited about it. Should have should have a big following, and uh, might get some more bad weather this Friday. I was looking at the forecast, and it looks like we may be uh, maybe in the rain again. But um, you know, like like you said, what a year to to break through and 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 make it to the state finals. You know, with it being in Hattiesburg, hopefully that'll play to our advantage, and uh, you know, but the but we've got a heck of an opponent. I mean, they're good. So, but we're excited about it. We'll, we'll do the best we can. Russell, you look at it, and of course, you're looking at it with an eagle eye. There's the offensive coordinator. Tell us about, uh, particularly, I guess, from what I've read and seen, their front seven. Um, what they uh, just from every account that I can see, a dominant group for them defensively up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an understatement. Uh, uh, Coach Causey and me and Coach Dolan were riding up to the press conference today in Jackson. You know, I, I asked them, I said, you know, because we're all watching film, I said, have y'all seen anybody get more than five yards on them between the tackles? And we got thinking about it, and, and, you know, we've got every game on film. And, and Coach Causey said, yeah, I think I think a player or two I've seen mm-hmm. people get more, more than five on them between the tackles. So they uh, – <laughs> They'll stroke you, mm. and they got uh, a defensive end that's going to Alabama, middle linebacker who's going to go wherever he wants to go, and um, <clears throat> another linebacker that's a big-time SEC recruit, and the best, maybe the most productive players is, is an undersized defensive line, about 230 pounds, faster. You know, so they're very, very good and very well-coached and very talented. And, um, but our, our kids, you know, they're they're up for it and they're excited about it and they know we've got a tough opponent and I think we'll we'll play with great effort and and give it all we got. Yeah, people listening to the podcast about to feel sorry for y'all till they remember some of the sign of commits and athletes that y'all have got 
that's going to roll out there in the uh, black and gold. And um, so that should be should be an awesome matchup, Russell. We're happy for you, man. We're happy for Coach Causey and the uh, Warrior crew. It uh, should be a lot of fun, and we should be there on the sidelines uh, Friday night. We plan to make the trip up and be able to see this spectacle, so uh, maybe we can look you up. We appreciate your time here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Clay. Y'all going to do Popperville's game Saturday? Yep, we'll do it. I've uh, been calling it the Jefferson Pilot game, that 11 o'clock start on Saturday. We can't yeah, wait, yeah. man. We'll be fired up. Yeah, I'm going to try to stick around and come back Saturday and, and watch that one, so we'll have to catch up. Absolutely. Thank you, Russell. All right, Clay, thanks. We're thankful for all the coaches and all the interviews we were able to get uh, this week. A special time in our state. Our state of Mississippi gets a chance to shine on uh, Friday and Saturday in a place that's special to me uh, there on the campus of my alma mater and should be a lot of fun to cover these ball games and to see exactly how they shake out there at Southern Miss. And, uh, Jeff, I'm awfully excited about the action. I think um, our listeners from across the state will be plugged in and ready to see exactly how these games come out. Yep. You, when August heat uh, gets here and you start out uh, sweating and, and, and watching games in the stands with the sun bearing down on you and even the players going through the two-a-days, going through spring, going through summer workouts – and playing in August, practicing in August, they all fighting for this one spot. And now it's down to 12, Clay. There's six in the north, six in the south. Twelve teams left. And uh, it, it's all going to get started at 11 o'clock this Friday at the Rock. Yep. And, uh, Jeff, I certainly appreciate you each and every week as the co-host and engineer and producer of this podcast. I would ask, uh, if you like the podcast, please share it. Uh, get it out uh, to some new listeners. We had a, a special milestone that we passed as a as a podcast, and as thanks to you as our listeners, the podcast been listened to over ten thousand times. Uh, that last episode, we passed that threshold, so we appreciate you as listeners, certainly our sponsors for making it a go. And uh, so we're grateful, thankful to y'all. And uh, until next week, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode brought to you by Mugshots, Katie Cake and Company, Pearl River Community College, Bank Plus, Advantage Insurance Company, Herring Ford, and Picayune Physical Therapy Center. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.